1: Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <laughs> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
0: Prize picks as daily fantasy sports made easy. How does it work? You pick two to six players and if they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. Didn't get your picks in before the game started? No problem. You can get in the game for the second half. Sign up today using promo code FOOTBALL and get your first deposit instantly matched up to $100. Go to prizepicks.com or download the mobile app and enter code FOOTBALL to get your deposit match. Some restrictions do apply. See the website for details.
3: Your favourite partner that you've played with in a Watford
0: shirt? Oh, goodness. I'm glad you finished that sentence off. great best partner because Heidi Helgerson's wife was unbelievable. <laughs> um... <laughs>
2: Leicester City have a penalty kick in the sixth minute of injury time. Injury time, injury time. Injury time. Knockout takes, Almunia saves. Knockout follows it. Almunia saves again. And now Wobbitter on the counter-attack. Forestieri.
1: You're listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. Joining us today, Neil Cox. Good evening, Neil. How are you? Good evening. I'm fine, thanks. How are you? We're doing all right, mate. Not bad. Not bad. Good. Good to
0: hear you.
3: Absolute pleasure to have you on, Neil. When we uh, when we managed to seal the deal, I was over the moon. Um, a, a player that I remember fondly at Watford. And, and can I say, uh, as a football fan as well, what a career you've had. Um, absolute honour for, for you to join us. So Thank you for that.
0: No, I appreciate it. Not a problem.
3: If I may, we're going to, um, we're going to take you back uh, to a, a particular game um, before you were with Watford, just because I think it's a, a poignant place to start. Um, and it's, it's Wembley. Uh, <laughs> in, 90, in 1999, you're playing for Bolton Wanderers uh, against Watford in the playoff final. And I just kind of wanted to to get your side of, of that day um, kind of leading up to it and the day as well, just because we've we've spoken to uh, and been fortunate enough to speak to both goal scorers that day. So yeah. It's really just an interesting, you know, a different angle for, from being in your camp going into that game.
0: It started off really, obviously, Bolton were probably one of the favourites to go up that year. And we, we had a bit of a turnaround mid-table where the club had to sell the players that was having financial difficulties at the time. Uh, And it was just starting to change then. Uh, But when we managed to get to the playoffs final, obviously we we had an unbelievable semi-final against Ipswich. I think it was 5-4 the second game and 1-1 home, something incredible. Every time somebody shot, it went in. We got to a final and our manager at the time, Colin Todd, took it so, I'm not sure if it's the right way or the wrong way, so it took so lightly, we had no soups. It was a major final, we thought. It's a lot of money on stage. We turned up in our track suits, I believe. Uh, Watford turned up smart, new, tra- new um, suits on, and it looked like it was an FA Cup final to them. And it looked like to Bolton, really. It was a, a turnout. And uh, not saying he was going to turn up and win the game, because we never believed that. We'd had two really difficult uh, games against Watford that season. So we knew what it was going to come up against. I remember the game really well. First 20 minutes, Alec Chamberlain was on fire. I think he made two or three great yeah. saves from um, great saves. Ida Johnson. Yeah. And then the game changed then, really, after Ida going through. I think if we'd have scored first with the players we had, I think we'd, we'd have won the game because Watford had have had to come up to onto us a little bit more. We had some really good players in that side that that time. Um, but we did not Obviously, they got a set play. Righty pulled his back out by overhead kicking it. I'm on the line, which gets more applause than anybody else every time <laughs> we go to a Watford game. Thank God you're six um, foot. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> Um, so and that's how it changed, really. It was a wonder goal that shocked everything. And and doesn't matter how much time and what team I was on, it's an absolute wonder goal, fitting for a cup final. And for especially Nicky on that Wright, stage, yeah, yeah, especially, especially on that, that stage. stage, yeah. And 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 for anybody, because I like Nicky, he was a really good lad, and he's so unlucky that he got a bad injury, yeah, he's had a good career. Um, But really good lad, and um, to score that, and he will always be remembered at Wembley by probably one of the best goals at Wembley, I would have thought.
1: Yep, he certainly is, and we certainly brought that up when we spoke to him. Come on, talk talk us through that goal. (laughs) And it was pointed out that if he'd been a little bit taller, he might not have gone in. But, uh, well,
0: it was that good a finish. I mean, that good to c- connect that well with it. Um, and they're the ones that win your games. And, I, and to be honest with it, that, they'll probably won the game. I know they scored late on. We had a couple of half chances after that. Uh, we got a counter-attack late on. But the shock of how good that goal was won the game from
1: That's interesting. That's an interesting perspective. I hadn't really sort of, you know, considered that the opposition would have gone, wow, that was fantastic. Yeah. And then you kind of like... Yeah you know that's that's, well, that's there, interesting
0: there was no stopping it he he was going away from play and he pulled what over a kick out there and he goes Right in the far top corner. There's not a lot anybody could do. You, you can't plan for it. You can't organise for it. And 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 that's what win big games, really. Cup finals and, and playoff finals, which is probably one of the big bigger games than the FA Cup final. Now, would have thought financially, I think it was massive for for him personally and, and the football club at the time. We would I think that was our second promotion in, in a row, wasn't it? If I'm not right,
1: it was. Yeah, we yeah, were the old yeah, like, the old second division. You know, the, yes. the year before that. So yeah. amazing, Graham Taylor. You know, he's he's just got that touch at Watford. He just has got yeah. that touch. Yes. Uh, so speaking of which, the following season, you were actually playing for Watford. Did you get a lot of stick? Um... I, I
0: thought I'd get a lot of stick. was unbelievable, I got. Yes. Really? Uh, <laughs> how, did, yeah. how did that come lad, about yeah. then? Here he is. Well, yeah. <laughs> Thanks a lot. So what happened was, obviously, Graeme Taylor and um, myself are both sc- scunny lads. I was good friends with um, Graeme Taylor's dad. Who was the local reporter at the Scunthorpe Evening Telegraph? I just knew they was looking for a right back. Uh, Des Little didn't really settle in because they bought they got Des in that, that yeah. year as well.
1: Yeah. And they no. got
0: a telephone call. Would I be interested? Or, or or should I say um Sam Allardyce got a telephone call? Would he be interested? And the deal was done. <laughs> oh, put really? it that way. <laughs> yeah, put it that way. All um, right. So yeah, you go in, Bolton were in, in financial difficulties. Uh and I think I was a player who was out of contract. And they was going to get 500,000 up front for it. And uh, it was a deal that the Bolton and then Sam could not turn down, really.
1: No, probably not. No, so you got to play in the Premiership in the end that season.
0: Yeah, yeah, I was lucky. I played. Yeah, and I missed the early bits where they'd done so well. To be honest, with you. obviously they'd gone to Anfield and won. Yeah, and had some really yeah, good. Yeah. and then we. I think my first game was at Chef Wednesday, where we drew two two. Uh, Charlie Miller played really well on that game and, and created two chances for us. Not that Charlie played many games. No, he didn't. Charlie no. played in them in them games, and I played as a centre half in that game. I remember, and then after that, it was pretty poor. To be honest with you it was <laughs> it, no way
1: well, you, you, you don't have to sugarcoat it it was it was all yeah, those seasons it, where every week you thought oh, again I, mean, I remember the Middlesbrough at home game you thought yeah. we might have a chance and Janino yeah. decided he was going to turn up and yeah. uh, it was every game that's se- it I think there was yeah. one game was it Southampton uh, just after yeah. Christmas I think we won yeah. <laughs> when Xavier came that's, turned it, up, yeah. when Zabier, that's it yeah. Up, yeah. yeah and then we got Hyder in didn't we I think towards the end of the season and I think yeah. s- things started to pick up but yeah no, not a season I remember particularly fondly I've got to
0: say no it was it was difficult and then some good teams Premiership was probably yet again was just starting to change again then I mean Everton were buying players at the time and Arsenal were definitely and then every time his team turned up against a Premiership team that was unbelievable uh, and they knew there was going to get a game against us but we, we kept considering so many sloppy goals in the yeah. Premiership mm. that cost us yeah it did yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah that was kind of my uh, I think when you look back that was when the sort of Premier League really started to kick on because you know i choose your former club Middlesbrough you know they were bringing in all sorts of players, and I think they already had you know Ravenelli's and God. yeah, yeah, and it was just yeah. it just went, went crazy. Because um, am I right in saying? Correct me if I'm wrong. Right, are you were you Middlesbrough's highest transfer fee at one point when you? When I you was went? Middlesbrough's
0: first million pound signing. Million
3: pound, it there was yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I went, I went to Aston Villa. And then I went to uh, Middlesbrough for, um, I say, a million pounds, the first uh, play to go there, which was uh, which was hard at the time just because yeah, obviously I, can I was imagine. a fullback mm. um, going to play there. But obviously, the gaffer at the time was Brian Robson, absolute legend. I was a Man United supporter, watched him through England. He just let me get on with it and just said, don't worry about the price. Like, just, you're here to play football. And we signed other players after that. And then obviously, that club went from, from signing me for a million to signing Janino for five and a half million. Yeah, Probably not a lot of difference between the way we played. He was unbelievable and I was just average. It was different for the price (laughs) tag. (laughs) Um, So that's the way it was. And and then that football club changed and and obviously you ship on out, you move on and then you, you, you go career other places.
3: Yeah, yeah, I can imagine that was a big change because Middlesbrough kind of just went from... Was that when they moved to the Riverside that
0: season as well? We, so no, it... we moved... We My first year was at Ayrson Park where we got promoted. The old, only, one te- got it, te- yeah. only one team went up that year because we were oh, changing the, right. the people in the Premiership was knocking them down. Right, So only yes. one team went up. Yeah, we got promoted and then uh, the next year we came mid-table and then the following year we got to two cup finals, three points deducted. Not turn up at Blackburn and, and relegated, so that was a really that good That was thing. it, yeah. That was it. I remember yeah. that, yeah.
3: yeah. That was we can edit this out, you don't have to comment. Did you ever fall in out there with Ravenelli? Or, or, yeah, a
0: little I, bit of a little bit of a scuffle on the day of the game, yes. A little bit of a scuffle, which, which has been with these podcasts, people seem to want to hear about, not about my that's cool. a, a Middlesbrough <laughs> my right hander that caught him at, at there was the more talking pointing the borough. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I didn't take it light. I didn't take it. I wasn't happy with the situation. So I just... It's him. Um, <laughs> yeah. And well, everybody joined. We were just getting a soup picture picture for the soups, and everybody died in. It was a free-for-all. Is well, that why you didn't play in the in the cup final? Well, I wasn't going to I that. think I was going to be sub. Um, right. I didn't play. And then, um, obviously, we went 1-0 down after, what, 15 seconds? Di Mateo yeah, scored? Di Mateo, oh, that God, yeah, well Di Matteo, yeah. 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 So, and it was that, that sort of year we had. It was unbelievable in the cups, but disappointed in the league. But we had some terrific players. Janino was an unbelievable player. I mean, unbelievable. For a lad to turn up and and do his style in the Premiership, I'll be honest with you, he had some good players around him, but he didn't have world-class players around him. Mm, He got the best out of all the players, and he was such a good lad, and the family was so nice. That was the turning of Middlesbrough's and them clubs, and probably Watford's, bringing the foreigners' players in that were good enough. Because at times, people brought foreign players that he's not, I'm not sure about him. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Everybody started to bring. Oh, he's a good player. He's a good player. He's a good player. Mm. And I think that's when the foreigners came more into the game, and we kept getting instead of the bird camps, the top ones. We was getting ones that nobody'd heard of, but Jesus, what they were still good players.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Oh, Giannino, I remember being absolutely fantastic. I mean, he was a yeah. brilliant little player, um, yeah. but yeah, he did turn it on against us when he played. He part Yeah, he did. Didn't he? Good
0: player. Good player. Absolutely.
1: absolutely.
3: Moving on to to Watford, you, you, you've come in, and we kind of we obviously we've just. Said um, before talking about Middlesbrough, there we've we've had a real bad time in the Premier League, and it's, it's it's kind of finished. Added to that, in the in the near future, we we've got the ITV collapse and and the financial point that the the, the club finds itself yeah. in. Just just kind of uh, if you can, from like sort of inside the camp, just if you can tell us a little bit about that and and how that was for you, because I think again. People correct me if I'm wrong, but you were the captain and probably had one of the most difficult jobs to galvanise a team that were, yeah. were, were, were going to lose money. Basically, you know. That well, that was,
0: was difficult. That was difficult because I th- I'm not sure what happened. There was that there was a Premiership superstar. The PFA had to look after. So PFA didn't turn up. They sent somebody around who was not really into do with the PFA to sort it out. So I went in to have discussions uh, as the captain with the, with the chairman. And the chairman said, "Look, we need the place to take a pay cut desperately, and, uh, and we'll do it as a deferral." because we have to because the PFA won't do it we'll do it as deferral and if we have some good games and if, if financially things have changed the clubs get sold whatever we would get our money back and that's how it started so I went to the boys sat them all down and at that time, it was, was all on different wages. Nordin Vuta was on wages. Alan Nielsen was on wages. Some of the other boys were on. So it was difficult. So I just went in with a, listen, we'll go with a figure. So I went in with 5%. And I, I spoke to the boys and said, listen, we take a 5% deferral. We're going to get the rest of the money. If we don't, we're going into an administration. We don't know when, to get, when, we, when we're going to get our money. Mm. So yeah. they all agreed, all agreed, which was brilliant. I went back and the club went, that's not enough. So I was doing the negotiation for them, but they was not telling me what. Oh, so after the first negotiating, right. now they've got us, they said, we need 12%. I went, oh my dear me, that yeah. is a lot of money to take off some of the players. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But I went back in, I spoke to everybody and I told them how difficult it was. They need to make their own minds up. Don't be in this room and do it. Go in your own room, come and talk to me individually and we'll do it that way. Because I don't want to get embarrassed to anybody about wages or anything like that. Mm. It's got nothing to do with anybody else. So some of them were in for an hour in, but the ones that were only I mean, and hour in, i got gotten them back in. I said, listen, everybody else is taking it. I understand if you don't want, I'll go back and, and fight your corner. But the three lads said, no, if, they, if everybody's in, I'm in. So I went to the chairman and said, listen, we've got 12%, but we need it as a deferral. If things change, uh, the football club finances change, that needs paying back, which 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 was all agreed and um, was written down, and yeah, it was it was um, a really difficult time, but the most proudest moment was that the boys all stuck together, and it wasn't about any individual who was getting more money or any individual who was getting looked after. It was all about. No, we need to keep this team going. This is a family club, and we need to make sure we play on the Saturday. Yeah. This was when the administration at the time nobody knew about the administration. What was going to happen? So we we all stuck together, and it was brilliant. We probably made a lot more friends at Wimbledon at Watford. So then than they ever had did.
1: Tell you what, thanks for saving our club, Neil. Because yeah. you know, if you hadn't done that, and it had gone into administration, that'd have been
0: that. As you say, it was it was it was left to me. It was a job. It wasn't. It, I was left with it, but <laughs> you were like, oh the, cheers oh, for this. Oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> <it> <laughs> I'll take it back all the players will, uh, all the players have got to take credit because it was the players that did it. I was just a voice helping them out to be honest with you mm. uh, leading them and helping them, yeah, especially the young ones um at the time, Master Young was a young player and he was woman in iron wasn't earning a lot of money. We said to him listen you you'll get beneficial of this, you'll probably play more games because we'll not be allowed to bring people in and, and that's what happened.
1: Is that when you fell out with Graham Simpson? I, I think you've been quoted as saying you didn't get on with. Graham Simpson yeah.
0: my disappointment and, and this is a true story this my disappointment uh, was we'd got to, to obviously kept cup finals and we'd met, played Chelsea on TV twice and the money was rolling in we knew the money was rolling because I knew somebody who worked for Sky and they told me what was getting paid for the live games in them companies. So I knew it was getting in. So I decided to go knock on the see if I could have a word with the chairman, the manager and everybody, uh, board of directors, uh, while I was having a board meeting. They said, yeah, no problem. So I went into into the meeting and uh, I said, obviously, we've done really well. The boys are, are now pestering me for the money back. And, and, and Mr. Simpson said, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll give you your money back, but don't tell the rest of the lads. That's divisive, wow. not it? and get on it and I was a bit and then afterwards he went ah oh, I'm only joking right. and I wasn't too, I wasn't too pleased because the lads got him out that club out the sh- Yeah, So I just went, I went back and told the lads what he said. I said, lads, listen, this is what I've just heard. Within then, I think the Russo brothers had joined the club at the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Russo brothers had come back in and and then obviously we got a a telephone call. Everything will be sorted out. I was just really unhappy the way the chairman at the time handled that situation because it's not a laughing matter. I'm still not sure it was a laughing matter because I think he'd have been happy for me to... Try that and his luck. Money, the re- yeah, and say to the lads look we ain't got it and me do the hard work which I'd already done that's how I felt and mm. that's why I told the rest of the lads I think the rest of the lads needed to know mm. i still think about it now the rest of the lads needed to know because they was the ones who took the pay cut nobody else or the deferrals should I say
1: I do remember going to an AGM when he stood down Graham Simpson or it was a shareholders meeting or something I went that was to. a bit later one, I think. yeah one, I do yeah, remember and then but, Vin- Vince and Jimmy took over after that didn't they the yeah, yeah. yeah. so that would explain what would sour that relationship I would say that, yeah. that
3: kind of thing <laughs> <laughs> Quite easily, that yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Difficult,
3: absolutely. Just a, a quick one now with regards to your, your playing days at, at Watford. You have come in when you first arrived. It wasn't, I guess, the way to put it. You didn't really click on and sort of get get straight in. And then all of a sudden, you've been made captain and, and gone on from that. And you've had a couple of managers in in that time. Just in your in your you kind of Watford days, who was a, a manager that really stood out for you as you know one that put your arm around him or, or you really felt like, yeah, this this is the guy.
0: Well, obviously, what happened with me being told when Graeme Taylor left. And Luca came in. Yeah. But I was uh, I was not needed and put on the transfer uh, list with six or seven of the other players. Was there Robert a Page, was
1: there a comment from Graham Taylor saying to Luca that you are a disruptive influence yes, in the dressing room? Yes, myself, Robert
0: Page. Luca's told me this because I, I still speak to Luca now. Okay. So, what what had happened was myself, Robert Page, I can't remember the couple of other ones, I, they forgot that I think Peter Kendi was one of them. We all got told it wow. wasn't needed. But obviously, I was under contract and, and earning good money at the football club, and the club wanted £400,000 for me, or 500000 the money back. So, I, I walked in and just started training. And then, within five weeks of me, I was playing left back for the reserves, I think, for Ray Lewinstein, time. I'd played a couple of reserve games. The first team had started. Start of the season, me have nothing to do with the first team, and on the way home one day, I was going to go play golf on a Thursday. My phone went, I didn't recognize the number, and uh, it was Luca Cox. I need you to bring your tracksuit in tomorrow. We've we got a few injuries, going to play. I went, Yeah, good one. I thought it was one of the lads winding me up. <laughs> I just, just banned the, the phone, yeah, good one, lads. I'm off to play golf for you. And then when Luca rang me back, No, no, Cox, he's the gaffer. Said, bring your tracksuit in tomorrow, yeah, good one. I put the phone down. I went to play golf anyway, and a couple of beers, so I'd not been any side. And then next morning, I thought, I better take my tracksuit just in case. <laughs> Anyway, I end up travelling, playing away at Wolves uh, on the Saturday. And then on the Monday, everybody was fit, but he kept me in. Uh, myself and Filippo Galli played centre-half against Warsaw. We won 2-1. And then I never, I was never out the side. And uh, he made me captain after that. And obviously, I was still on the transfer list. We played away at Grimsby. And we, we played, I think we, we won 4-1 away at Grimsby or something. Mm. And he pulled me in front of everybody, Luca and he said, I, I want to apologise, um, I shouldn't listen to anybody else, what they're telling me, I should make my own mind up, I'm glad you're here, and I want you to stay, in front wow. of everybody, at Grimsby, which was, which was pleasing, a superstar of a person, of a football player, and, a, and a, a true gentleman, had the, should I say, to stand up in front of the players, he could have easily pulled me on my own, Yeah, mm. but stand up in front of all the players, and said that, I, I, I thought that was really, really good, and, that is the money, is Luca. That's
3: nice to hear because I mean, it's it's a shame in, in the sense of when Luca came in, it was a case of we were bringing all sorts of names into the club. A, a lot of money was spent at that time, and obviously it was it was a period of time where it all went went belly up. So I think you know a lot of Watford fans, and it, I know, and I know, and I think they know it's not his fault, it's not Lucas' fault, but he, he's kind of looked back on as a as a real bad appointment, mm-hmm. and it, it, it's probably not fair really in the in the grand scheme of things because I think the whole situation at the club at that that time was just was, was an odd one I don't know what you think Justin but
1: I think there's a massive expectation i think when I mean, a mm-hmm. name like Viali comes along you think oh wow you know we're going to see some exciting football and you know he's going to be different to watch and it just never really panned out that way it was a bit of a damp squib the the <laughs> season for, for a fan anyway it was a yeah oh similar.
0: yeah I want to I agree with that I, I felt as if it was a changing of the guard. Graham mm. Taylor had left, and, and, and no disrespect to me, he did an unbelievable job. Mm. And he played a certain way. That's how I to do it. Luca wanted to change that way and play a different way and bring the fans, wasn't having it mm. because it's yeah. always hard for change, especially mm. when they've been so successful. They wanted to change the players that was brought in, that Luca brought in, some of them wasn't good enough. No. Yeah. And then obviously they was paying stupid wages, or he wasn't paying the wages. Mm. Club were paying the wages. They was doing the deals. Luke had named the players. Mm. They did the wages. Yep. And I think the wages got bought out of hand, and they got out. And some of the players were dead definitely not good enough. You yeah, know. you mentioned him a second ago, uh, um,
3: Filippo, uh, who you play with, at the back, what, what was he like to play with? Because I always remember him as, as, with fond memories.
0: He was superb, obviously played 13 years for AC Milan. Yeah, exactly. He got so. become a bad player overnight. I an When he turns up at 38 years of age, yes. he puts about 14 sugars in his coffee, and he's, got, <laughs> he's got no body fat and he's drinking his coffee all day. He doesn't speak a word of English, Right, uh, but when he played and when he, ch- he never missed a training session the guy said I'll sit out now he was front of the running he was hard as nails in training he kicked you he stood on you he pinched you he did it he said listen I do this in games I'm going to do it in training get used to it he was a his side won every game in training if he was a five side his team would win mm. and in the end of the day everybody wanted to be on his side he was such a good leader and then he started speaking English and he was brilliant with the, the younger boys told the younger boys and that's how I I learnt off him how to deal with the younger boys, get them on your side, go watch them. go watch the youth team, which I did, Um, speak to Ashley Young, them sort of boys, which I did, learning from him. He mm. was he was a terrific player, but the way he dealt with our younger professionals around the club, how they should handle themselves, was was really good for the football club. I thought. What,
1: what do you remember about our cup runs that you you were in? There was the two thousand and three FA Cup. We got to the semi final, and then there yes. was the League Cup as well.
0: What are your memories the, of the, the cup runs? The, I remember the the uh, the FA Cup run was strange because we never played well anywhere. I, me- <laughs> I remember when we played. I think it was did we play Burnley at home, and it was blowing a gale and Stephen Glass. Stephen scored?
1: Glass. Yeah, that that. Free kick yeah free, free
0: kick, kick yeah, that he went yeah. and the keeper should have saved and even the, I think it was on match of the day and they were saying how bad the game was yeah uh, <laughs> I do remember that and I do remember I do remember this the, the semi-final obviously I'd, I'd played for Aston Villa for for four years and turning up outside I couldn't believe how many yellow shirts I saw yeah and the boys were absolutely oh my god this is we must have thirty five thousand fans here yeah and
1: each just
0: seen that way. And then we went out there's in the whole end. Yeah. And on the day we didn't play too bad. We got punished by two mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. And then we got two one and we had a couple of half chances. And the disappointment in the lads, because we had a right good chance of beating Southampton that day. And we yeah. never did. That was a disappointed thing. As yeah. a captain special leaves a disappointment, what a chance we'll never get this again. And obviously a couple of years later we got drawn against Liverpool in the semi final and don't get no look one little bit. No Heidi should, should get a penalty late on yeah. we might win the game and then with my own goal when he had a bit of air when it was probably going <laughs> wide and yeah. the problem is I'd been poked in the eye early on and I couldn't see nothing out of it oh really uh, yeah so Dini had poked me right in the, heart the eye I couldn't see anything but obviously I had to play on yeah and disappointing because we get beat at home by, uh, by Stephen Gerrard, really. Mm. He's the one who won in the game for him. Morientes didn't really turn up. Edward Carriger didn't really play. We, we we did enough to get something out of the game. Just a world-class player on the day um, beat the football club, I believe.
3: Yeah, no, 100%. I mean, I always remember that Southampton game at Villa Park and just coming away from it, just feeling, if something yeah. had just run right for us that day, mm. we yeah. we beat them. we beat exactly, them. Because, exactly. Yeah, and yeah. it was, it, it, was a, it was a strange old one I think Michael Chopra started for us and yeah
0: To yeah, so uh, Tommy Smith out didn't Tommy Smith out we, we spoke yeah, to Tommy Tommy we was over the moon over that I can remember he came on and just kept running everywhere at Tommy said Tommy that's not going to prove you disappointed you need to pass it mate but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I have to mention Stevie Gerrard because I'm out of work and if he's listening oh, of course I'm that's the villain that's true do the assistant you need a good assistant oh
3: the Rangers job's up for you now mate yeah yeah that
0: I'm not I'm not sure I've got my name in that. I'm not <laughs> seeing my odds in it yet. Have you not? Yeah. Do well you, I might I've
3: got I might, I've got a better app here. I might go and put it on now and okay. see what we can
0: do. Well, you've actually, you've worked as a
1: manager and an assistant manager, haven't you? Um, yeah. So, which do you prefer? Manager, assistant manager?
0: I was very fortunate because I got my first assistant manager's job with Neil Ardley. With Ardley, yeah. good friends. Mm. Um, yeah. And that started from the, the, the really under-21 era. We both played for England in 21s. He was at Wimbledon, I was at Villa. Both played in the first team and we just come good mates. And we always said when we was at Watford, if any of us gets a job, we'll take the other with us. So we went for the interview at Wimbledon, got the job, spent seven years there. Unbelievable what, yeah. what he did. keeping them up the last game of the season. So mm. getting them promoted on that. We had the lowest, lowest budget every year. But to get that club up there and uh, getting promoted at Wembley, which is brilliant for us and brilliant for the football club, just not to stay a little bit longer and see them into their new stadium would have been unbelievable, I think, because... Yeah. The story of Wimbledon, obviously, the, the, they are making a film. There's going to be a film come out about it, but what happened, obviously, and how it's finished... Yeah, one nice. dis-
3: disbanding the original club. Up yeah, the, the, there's oh, a film okay.
0: being made. The The abs, the abs started to do a lot of work on it. Even when I was at the club, they were doing a lot of work on it. So, Which would be good to see, because how that football club went from Sellers Park to MK and then, honestly, to Ireland, and not playing again. It's, it's Something's gone really, really wrong somewhere. I'm not sure yeah. that would happen again.
1: Talking of Sellers Park, do you remember the game just before Christmas in the uh, Premier League when I think we were done 5-0 by Wimbledon? I, I remember it really well, yeah. I think Mike Scale
0: <laughs> got three, did he, have four, did he get? Yeah,
1: I think so. Yeah, I remember. Walking, he got. I think. Yeah, I remember walking out on yeah. 60 minutes, going, "I'm going home. Well, I've had <laughs> enough.
3: <laughs> I've
0: I, I think I walked out on
3: 60.
1: Minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a fair comment. Yeah.
3: Just very quickly, I, I, uh, a friend of mine is a Wimbledon fan, and he he says now he says everything that we've got, he says the the, the setup and, and things like that. He said, "You look back at it and the job that Neil Ardley and, and yourself involved in that, that did." He said, "You know, he, he'll go down in history at that club for, yeah. you, for what he achieved." Yeah. And yeah, and you, you were part of that, so that's that's yes. amazing. Um, yeah it's a good club and I, I just wanted to because I don't think I'm right in saying just I don't think we've ever spoken to a somebody that has managed in the football league and you you know you were obviously at um, at Scunny from afar we, we were watching to see how you got on and obviously this season hasn't been great for you I just wanted to kind of understand what the and what the pressure's like you know is because is, i guess the lower you go down the football pyramid it, the, the more it's kind of you do this you do that you yeah. know you you haven't got people upstairs that do a load for you so i guess there's, there's so much on you uh and i and i just i just kind of want to understand what that's like i
0: think i think what well, the, the thing is it was my own my own time club and yeah. when i got offered the job at I- I could not afford to turn it down, even though I knew they was having financial difficulties, things were changing. Um, they'd spent a lot of money over the last eight years of chairman, getting, trying to get into the championship. It never worked. So going in there, and yes, there was a, a lack of facilities, uh, a lack of people to work with, a uh, lack of bodies around you. Most of all, a lack of support Mm. when things wasn't going well to turn to. I was lucky enough to get Mark Lillis in there with me, an ex-Villa player who played with me at Scunning, an experienced lad, been manager, been assistant manager, been academy director, been done everything. So he helped me. But the pressure, even though it's a small club and I was living back in the area, yeah. Was on me every day. Somebody at the petrol station, somebody in the shops. Yeah, it's going to stay.
3: That's the bit that must be hard, I guess. Yeah. When you're doing your thing and you've got a scum fan coming at you going, what's going on? Yeah yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. I'm not sure he spoke like that, though. I think he's. <laughs> he's, he's, he's <laughs> <a> super-
3: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, not that I'm. A, yeah. yeah, don't do I the accent. accent. Don't nah. do it, Carl. I, do I can't it. do an over. Don't accent. do it. I'm not don't doing do it. it. I'll embarrass myself.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, no, it was it was difficult. And that was that was the, the, the hardest bit. Obviously, wherever you turn, a little place, somebody's having a dig at you, and at times it wasn't nice. But you give it your all. Did my best. I just hope the football club keeps going on. The new manager does really well. The chairman gives him some investment because he's going to need investment. And um, they pull themselves out of it.
3: Yeah, it's tough, isn't it? I mean, especially in this day, you know, for, for the clubs down there. And you've got, and we were, t- we were talking to somebody yesterday about investment in football now. And it seems, to, it's weird. It seems to be coming in at the, the conference level and people are trying to make that that step up rather than investing yeah. necessarily in League One and mm. League Two to to try, and, to try and do it now. Because obviously the championship is so stringent with who can own football clubs and what yeah. you can do. So yeah, it's very... It's very tough for those clubs. And yeah, I, I, it's really interesting to talk to somebody that's done it, you know, manage the football club. It's, yeah. it must be, it must be, yeah, bizarre. Yeah, it's he,
0: just that everything. You don't go home. You you you're a weatherman because you're trying to see what the weather's going to be like tomorrow. See if you can train. You're a doctor because he's walked in with a cough and he's got a COVID situation. Oh, you're not God allowed you. to do that. Yeah, yeah. You're walking in because he's got a flat tire. He's driving from Manchester. He's not going to get in. You have to be an AA driver. You have to be <laughs> an agony amp because his girlfriend's Split can't bring a dog him. into the game in the bag. <laughs> 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 I mean, I mean lead two. So you have, have, you have to you have to wits about your book you have to try and do it with a smile on your face but it's all about results. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. That's, yeah that's it. And it's mm. it's a results business
3: isn't it and you know you hear that all the time and I guess well I mean j- just before we can't because we've got so many uh, and I mean this we've got so many questions that have come in from Watford fans it's inundated, actually what we've had but uh, you know I really do hope that you get back into the you know into a job soon. Um, thank you very whether that be management or assistant whatever you want to do but yeah experience in football when, we, when we're talking about it my god you've you've seen it and done it mate so you know hopefully something will come your way very shortly
1: thank you very appreciate that just, just as a very quick one before carl goes into the questions would you take the watford manager's job with the current owners <laughs> because i imagine uh, you question. wouldn't expect to Great be there question. very
3: long would you <laughs>
0: I would have an holiday booked early. I would have thought. One of those where you get
3: your deposit back, where you can yeah, cancel it, it a
0: couple of yeah. Exactly. If they, if that listen, you feel for them, That you feel for the supporters of that football club. They make their decisions. They stick by it. I believe they look after their managers when they do look there's no haggling with money they go they're giving their money they move them on their way yeah if the money's right <laughs> I'll
1: take it <laughs> even if it could only be for sort of six months or you know
0: nine yeah, games. Six months be all right, yeah. that'd be right hey, yeah. that'd be good. exactly good it'd be good to manage that club yeah that'd be
3: awesome We'll start first of all, so this comes from Dan Harvey on Twitter, and he's put, we'll always remember that away game at Sheffield United in 2002, just after the players all took a wage deferral cut. Incredible. Togetherness, spirit. How was that to deal with and organise as the captain, which we've already covered? But I wanted to read that because it, it, it very much was, after that was kind of announced and we all kind of understood what was happening at the club, I think there was a togetherness. Looking back at it now, it, it was, a, it, I know it, it was a Tough time for the club, but footballing wise, it's actually quite good for me. I'm, it was because
0: yeah, because yeah, we went we had we went a little bit gun ho. Yeah, Ray Lewington went. go on, keep Have going. Gotta... I'm I'm set back with no full-backs next to me, thinking what's going on, but. <laughs> It wasn't. It wasn't the players who stuck together. The fans and the players all got together as one. Yeah. There was no negativity from the supporters of oh, he's not good. You've uh, got. It was all positivity. So It wasn't just the players that got something out of it. I think the fans. It's probably something that was not done for a long time. The fans got back in touch with the players a little bit. A little yeah. bit old schoolish. Mm, bit like yeah. when the players used to have a pint with the fans afterwards. Yeah, it was a little bit like that. I believed, and even when you went into Watford after on uh, maybe Sunday, evenings having something to eat. People, were, hey mate, well done good result you got that a little bit but you was getting it more then and then the, the people the players took to it and thought oh well, this is good mm. and, and we just rolled it Ray did his tactics and Terry did their tactics we said we're going to go for every game, and I think it's Jeffy United. One proves it We're under a lot of hassle, but boys, but the bodies on the line was blocking it, and we win the game two-one, which was an unbelievable result when what we'd all been through.
3: Next one, this is brilliant. This one, this one came to us, and we we, we had to double check it to make sure this was real. This is um, this comes from a guy called Gary Genoway. and he he puts. Um, Can you ask Coxie if he wants his club jacket back that I robbed off him in O'Neill's? During the end of the season, booze up. It's been hanging in my wardrobe for nearly 20 years. So we obviously can't just accept that this is the case. So we asked for images. And my God it's it's your jacket it's
1: got, yeah, your, got yeah. my name in it. it's got your name yeah,
0: in it yeah he said can i yeah yeah then I, I, i'm sure i've met him since he did tell me once i was at a game he said i've got your jacket i went no way but i do remember i think he's a great jacket
3: it is yeah grey with the, the badge. Yeah. yeah that's
0: right yeah i remember him saying t- we, we was having, I, I was only having a couple only having a couple and oh, i yeah. lost my jacket he, i had no <laughs> wallet in it but yeah go on mate you can have it and as oh, right. a joke and he took it <laughs>
3: brilliant <laughs> did,
1: did, Didn't his brother Lee reply to say he's, he's got his tie or something? Did I dream
3: that? Or did yeah, I, see I that think well? someone's got your tie. That's I right, I I mean you keep
1: me
0: giving
3: your clothes away on an end <laughs> Honestly, of season yeah. 2
0: Yeah, that was it. I didn't think I was going to be there the next year. Must have been one of them. I thought another move was. Yeah, go on, have it. Yeah.
3: yeah, I don't need that. You have that. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember who t- Some a player told me once he gave. Uh, they had so many shirts that were allowed to give away a year, and he he, yeah. was, he thought, oh, I'm not going to be here next year. And, he was, and then he, and <laughs> rather, I think it was Mark Williams, the the centre back. That's centre-back.
0: right. That's right. And then he and the club made
3: him pay for him. They made him pay for him, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he got done. Yeah, he got absolutely done. Brilliant. That's right. Yeah. Well this is this is a comment and, and, and this comes from Colin and it kind of is the reverse of what you said, and it's actually quite interesting. Again, perspective from a Watford fan, and his comment is just how bad was it playing under Viali? But from your time, it wasn't. It was actually something that you probably learnt from, you know, going forward. And so forth.
0: it was a change. The fans didn't take it because it was a different style of football. Luca wanted to play out from the back. With obviously Ray Ray Wilkins was in there, play out from the back, and we make making angles like he'd done so well at Chelsea. Mm. We just didn't get enough time. I don't think Luca had enough time. Time to do on that, to move forward and the players wasn't good enough. And and when Supporters are not seeing goal mouth action. The supporters do get on you. And if you look now, every team tries to play now. There's not many teams really play Route One football. Probably a little bit of Burnley. That's it, really.
1: Yeah, I think that the, the biggest thing for us was the, the investment in players and stuff that season. Yeah. Say, oh, we're going to do yeah. all right. Look at what we were buying. And Pierre getting dropped on a stretcher. You know, Oh, but... it was brilliant on it. <laughs> he, went, he,
0: he went down with a bad shoulder. And yeah. when they dropped him, he, he hit another shoulder. Even brilliant on it. You <laughs> can't believe that. No, okay. no, it was just one of those seasons. You just thought, Mm, yeah. this isn't quite
1: right and the other thing that we've heard as well from other players around this time is that he came in and completely changed everything so you're now your diet's changed and you're having mm. you're staying at Shendish Manor or somewhere else yeah. and having
0: naps yeah. in, the,
1: in the afternoon
0: yeah. and all this sort of stuff I don't know where the club was going to get the money from it was always going to go <laughs> up yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shen- yeah Shendish
1: was always Manor is the up. cheapest
0: is it yeah, <laughs> yeah. so we, we were staying everywhere and the boys were eating he brought a culture in that a lot of managers brought in that, that there was a lot of respect over lunch there was no phones Knowing that you talked to your person, talked, you, yeah. you you walked in and you sat at the first available chair. You didn't go sit with your mates who you sat somewhere else. So if right. it was a if it was an eighteen year old centre midfield player, you went and sat if it was next to me next to me, and you had to talk to me. And I believe that was the right thing to do. And I think everybody does that now. He just didn't get long enough to to carry on that. But the football club, I know Ray kept that on. Uh, Ray Ray, Ray Lewington kept that on he said no that, and he kept a lot of the things that Lukey Luke did but obviously you just see it in different lights
1: I think Paul Ray I think he kind of got a bit of a raw deal to be honest Ray Lewington and then when he was sort of asked to leave it was all a bit kind of why and then just they're now bringing in this guy no one's ever heard of Adrian Boothroyd history tells yeah. us that he did
2: quite a good yeah. job to be fair yeah.
1: but it was a very strange period that
0: well I can, I can remember going to I think first game of the season Preston away which was right red or unbelievably hot I missed the penalty got beat 1-0 I went on on the Friday night to sort the room list out, so we get in the keys, and there's no. I said, Ray Lewinson, no, not on the list. Like, what <laughs> manager's he's not on manager. the list? He's got <laughs> he's the list. in the coach. The club, the club had not sent a name out, and that's when we started to think of players. There's something not right here, and that was yeah. early on in the season. Yeah, said, that should never happen, should it? No, the no. first person you should name, you said he's, he's a manager. manager, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's got to have a room, and there was none. And then I get to I, I remember saying to Gaff, there's no room for you, yeah, and he looked a bit, what. I said, there's no room to... I'll get one I said yeah I'm just telling you and it was a little bit mm, what's going on there and mm. as mm. you say it, it, as we know football's a little bit difficult at times when, when Aide is watching four or five of our games before he gets the sack Mark's there you know what's going to come on you know what's happening really it does happen yeah. it's just when you see it happening like that it's not good for anybody I guess in the dressing room as a player do, do you you get the, the, the
3: sense that always not well and we might be getting a change does that yeah. of, it does you can feel yeah you,
0: you, you get you get the feel of it the results are not going the people are not they're not coming in no more the, the, the owners are not walking in afterwards or the the chairman's not coming in afterwards you can tell yeah, the manager's yeah. under pressure and when Ray got the sack uh, disappointing for all of us and I can remember we all, we all drove down because we wasn't allowed to to see him, we saw him off. He said he's buys. We all jogged down, had a couple of beers with him in in the pub at the end of the road, and that sees how good because it, it was. It was optional. Some people were playing, some people wasn't. The manager has his favourites, some of them not favourites. It happens in every football club. Some of the lads did drink, some of the lads didn't drink. But everybody turned up, and I just thought that was how well Ray had done for that football Te- club. Testament to what he done, yeah. Testament yeah, to him. He yeah. did terrific for that football club. He was put in a crap time yeah. with no money, no support. And I think he can remember him telling me I got into trouble off the fans once for having my socks rolled up in my tracksuit bottoms while he was on the touchline. So they wanted him just in his shirt and tie. And Ray said, Look, I'm trying to. Yeah. Mm-hmm bat against everything you know. I'm spinning plates all over the world and I'm, and they're having a go at me because me, me traction bottoms are tucked into my socks yeah, on the touchline crazy. crazy not, yeah, crazy. not worth worrying, worrying
3: about what, that is it just
0: really just let me do nah. what I've
3: got to do yeah exactly nah. right next one this is again a quite an interesting one it comes from a Watford fan but he's he's off to see I don't know if the game's really happened actually it's Scumfort versus Leighton Orient were you disappointed to, to obviously be dismissed from Scumfort weeks before we were playing Orient who was obviously managed by Kenny Jackett nowadays yeah. he's going to see the game don't know why but
0: yeah do you have many dealings with Kenny when you were yes oh yeah Kenny obviously when I first came to the club Kenny was taking the training Graham Taylor wasn't really Graham Taylor used to put on a Friday Mm. Kenny was doing most of the training Luther uh, they was the one who was doing the training Kenny was excellent Kenny was a good coach Kenny wanted to play different to the gaffer Kenny wanted to play pass it and then we passed it all week in training and on a Friday Graham Taylor said just get it forward and Graham Taylor (laughs) does all this work so we had to change it yeah good character and I've met him a couple of times when we've been assistant manager at Wimbledon when we play Portsmouth another club we always have a chat Kenny's a good man he tried to sign me from Watford went to Swansea Yeah, to Try to sign me there because he was surprised that I could play centre half as I said I've always been to centre half he couldn't see that but obviously when I went to Watford to play centre half he, he did ring me up and said would I be interested to go play for um, Swansea right. I didn't and went to Cardiff which was poor I took a gamble Ooh. there on then too yeah
3: <laughs> this, this is like one of those ones uh, fa- your favourite partner that you've played with in a Watford shirt
0: oh goodness I'm glad you finished that sentence i great best partner because had Elgerson's wife it was unbelievable Unbelievable. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you carried the question on. I would say, yeah. Brilliant. I would say Filippo Gali. Yeah. Um, we got on really well, um, kept in touch, to learn off him how the top players did it. Because I think he they only conceded 13 goals one year in, in Italy. Is that right? In a season? Not sure. He yeah. Um, for some some strange, him. wasn't it? Yes, I mean, or maybe eight game braising himself on only, only conceding so many less goals and to interplay and to learn from him was was, was really good and uh, to have a relationship off the uh, field with him to learn off the field with him and um, help him with his English I was probably the best one because I don't know if the, you heard the story about Ramon Vega's hamstring problems did you?
1: Go on let's hear it no no
0: let's so hear it Ramon, Ramon Vega kept moaning about these hamstring problems so I pulled Ramon in the dressing room and said Ramon I know what's going on mate he said you need to set your wisdom to him out because that's the one's doing it. And about three days later, I hear Luca Vialis shout down the corridor, Cox! <laughs> oh my god. I said, What's up, Gather? He says, What have you told Ramon? I said, What about his hamstring? So, yeah, take his wisdom. He said he's only gonna have done it. I said, I was only joking with him. Oh my so he's god, got- he's gonna have got his wisdom out. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why he took this games because I was winding him he? He's getting wisdom teeth out. So he booked in and got his wisdom teeth out. <laughs> <laughs> That's that going to sort brilliant. your hamstring problem out, is it? Yeah, <laughs> brilliant. That was, it was crackers. And did you ever see the picture that I did first game of the season with me for sale sign? I've seen that, yeah. Yeah, so obviously Luca was happy for that to be printed only once. I was the only one to get a print. Obviously, I've showed it about. Obviously, it we was, it was on the transfer list and all the lads were in the pictures. Why well, did my, my my daughter was doing a painting for school? So I got the, I nicked the, the Rice Krispie box and put for sale on it and got and put it behind me head as the picture comes in. The lads were laughing like at it. Very good. Luca yet again took it. Really really well uh, laughed and <laughs> joked about it and said that's what we need at this football club you need some people that are going to have a, have a laugh and joke but work hard
1: if it, we, if, if it means uh, at the expense of some yeah. wisdom
3: teeth Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, at <laughs> least it could have been yeah. worse you could have said kidneys or something you? know, yeah exactly yeah <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> Were you a bit of a, the, the prankster in the dressing room then?
0: I think there was a few of us. I think we, we, we wasn't overdone. It wasn't overdone because you had to be careful. But there was some good Joe. There was some good so, Richard Johnson was a good like liked a out, like to night out. As we know, <laughs> John looked a night we out. We love John. Yeah, yeah. Can tr- drink with the best of him. He was good lads. There were some really good lads in there. I mean, I like I enjoyed my time with Charlie Miller. Un- unbelievable player. Technique was everything. It could have been one of the best. He wasn't fit. He didn't fit in. He came down to London and he probably. Won- wasn't the ideal for him where wasn't he the best go out. place for him yeah it wasn't the best place for him and, and, and that was a shame but I still speak to Charlie now we still because I'm surprised he's, he said to me in his book I'm his best right back that he's ever played with I said you must have played with some crap ones I played <laughs> centre half when he was there <laughs> <laughs> so he's good character He was good character it's, it's just a shame his career never came up because he was a he good won't. player
1: I've got to say, I don't really remember Charlie Minnard playing very much. It, it was that season, I think he came with quite some fanfare. And yeah. then I don't remember... I mean, like, we heard about this uh, thing with Micah Hyde where they swapped hands on the, in the team. Yeah. Shoot. on the coat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I don't really yeah. remember Charlie being, uh, you know, playing a lot of games for Watford, I've no. got to say.
0: No, he did. I think he played about 12 games and then it just didn't right. work. Yeah, he yeah. didn't work out for him. And he went. I think he went to Dundee United. Like, I remember going to... I went to watch him at Dundee United. Me and John, and went up. All right. Uh, the watching there, they played Rangers that day and got absolutely battered. But he was good. He was a good character. As you say, sometimes these players turn up a club that just doesn't fit. And yeah. under Luca, they got a lot of players that turned up then it didn't fit.
3: We mentioned we've mentioned a couple in there actually yeah. to be fair, which yeah. which is a shame, you know, and it, it just doesn't it doesn't work out sometimes. And then you get players that just have, you almost think before they've arrived, especially from a fans point of view, mm, can't really see this happening. Mm. Exactly. Then, and then bang, you know, it's yeah. like, wow, it happens at every club. I think you always does, get that. that one. I, I don't yeah. know if it's just a Watford thing, but I just, sometimes I look, especially in the striking department, we, we really struggle to get players that gel straight away. I, I can think of some that did, Heider Helgeson did, Marlon King yeah. came in and yeah. scored goals for us. Goals, yeah. But even recently, Andre Gray, you know, come for big money and just... Disappointed us. Yes,
1: disappointed us. Let's let's say no
0: more. Yeah.
3: Yeah. (laughs) So it's difficult. I mean, for for you, have you ever been in that situation where you've turned up at a club and gone, oh, God, what have I done here?
0: That was, that was what I want to turn up at Watford. Exactly what happened. yeah, I turned up. I turned up on a Friday. We're playing Chef Wednesday the next day. The contract had not been done. Obviously, the agents had not been involved. I walked into Graham Taylor's office. He says, "Right, this is what you get in three or four. Uh, it was a, a two and a half year deal or a three and a half year deal. I'll do a three and a half year deal." Yeah, that'll do right. Let's go to the training ground. Got to the training ground, there was no training kit there. The, the old kit man said, I'd oh, have to put that on. I went on some crappy old training in the Premiership. We trained on an absolute muddy of the old training ground. And we got next day, and we, I was in bed. We We went to go for a run on the morning. I was still in bed. Nobody told me there was just a lack of organization from when I'd come from Bolton and Middlesbrough. They were so organized, and everything was done properly, and probably started a spoiling of the footballers at the time something you went into to what for that was oh what have I done here these bibs haven't been washed for six weeks you can smell them they haven't been washed for six weeks and it was I can remember kicking my first week I can remember going mad with doing a training session I kicked four balls off the training pitch because it was flat really? and the lads went mad at me so what are you doing I said we're, we're, we're uh a premiership football team. And four of these balls are flat. What's going on? And I just didn't understand it because I, w- I wasn't used to it. And yeah. that's when I probably got that relationship with Graham Taylor, where I said, he's not good round the place. I-, I was good round the place. I just expected everything to be done properly. Yeah, so yeah. give us the best chance. I think that's what people saw it differently.
3: So, so it wasn't the fact it was a difficult decision to join Watford. It was just that when you got there, it was oh this got- isn't
0: this isn't what I pictured. No. Yeah, that's not what I was. Yeah, almost I was used to because I played in the fourth division. I yeah, knew yeah. was it. It was like personally going back down to the fourth division again. Where there's your kit, take it home. I'm living in a hotel. How can I take it home? Yeah, well, I'd just deal with like, it. I, don't I was washing in me. the bath. <laughs> <laughs> Dry it on the balcony. Yeah, exactly. But no balcony. They won't give me a, won't give me room with a balcony. No, you're not going to get a balcony, no. no. <laughs>
3: This uh, this comment here, and it's a great comment, and I wanted to mention it. Is um, Gary O'Brien puts thanks for getting the players to reduce their wages. Did they get the money back, and did you get the money back that the players were owed?
0: Yes, we did. We all got the money back. I think it really came from it came from the Russo brothers. Um, I think I know we had some good seasons. It was all paid back but I think the Russo brothers came on board and I think we had an idea we was going to get it we all took pay cuts and um, one of the Russo brothers drove in a brand new Ferrari to the training ground parked yes. in two spots and we had a fine we had a fine committee you didn't park in your right spot you got fined so we took 100 quid off him because he parked in two wrong spots so that we knew he was getting to get money back <laughs> right
3: this this is a good question I like this one and I'll, and I'll follow it up with something in a second this comes from Paul Chilton he's put who were the best and worst managers you played under in your career I guess worst is a difficult one because it's maybe just people you didn't bond with yeah there
0: wasn't there wasn't I mean my career when I went to Cardiff Dave jo- Dane Jones was strange he was just let you get on with it go out there and just play and I'm just saying what we're going to nobody have a clue and he just picked players and bought players and, and that's what and I, I found that strange especially when he's gone to a club at the time Cardiff with no money yeah. and he was still saying that I thought the coach he w- was there yeah. the best manager I would probably have to say I would say two you you have to look at my, my early record when I went to Aston Villa with Big Ron Big Ron was unbelievable you won, a, you won on a Saturday you flew to Tenerife on the Sunday oh, I bet. there's some stories of big yeah, <laughs> has to be stayed, there. yeah you stay there for four days you come back we play Leeds we win 2-1 he said, get your passports so we're going back
2: Fantastic. And we never
0: trained for two weeks and, and things like that it was just the Brian Clough eras the, the, the Howard Kendall eras them sort of eras that yeah. it was strange for football it was brilliant don't yeah. get me wrong but it had to change a little bit, but them characters. And then I look at Ray Lewington, the job he did at that football club with no money, with no squad. I'm not sure who bought Paul Devlin at the time. But it he, it the was club, Elton John, John Lee, wasn't Elton. it? It was so, Elton
1: John, yeah. I think, wasn't
0: it? I think it was Elton John paid paid 250 grand for him and, and paid Wade or something like that on yeah, grand for him yeah. and, and Deb gave us a little bit of spark Deb was a little bit different he, he had an attitude and he had a nastiness streak and he was a nasty boy on the pitch he liked to put his foot in and he brought a little bit different to the club and it was good to see him even though he could moan like the best of them <laughs> don't get me wrong Deb, but he brought that little bit in. so he was lucky that Sir Elton John obviously put his hand in his pocket and helped, helped Ray out at the time and um, which was good
1: yeah there were some good players I mean I seem to remember you know we had- Alan Nielsen and players like that and we yeah. had Bryn Arson. I think was another what, fairly yeah. decent player you've seen some yeah. good players knocking around at the time Lee it was good. Alan
0: Smart was a good Alan Smart was a good player who never got the chance in the Premiership I just didn't see why I think right. I think the problem with Smart is he put weight on easily if he didn't play he didn't train very well mm. and that was his problem he had an arse on him and I don't think Graham Taylor was too happy with that <laughs> so
3: arse on him
1: Oh,
0: fantastic.
3: We spoke. We spoke to Smart. He does like. Uh, he does like
1: a beer. Oh, well, yeah, he does. He, he has. Does. Yeah, yeah. That was. Uh, yeah, because when Marcus Gale came, was he? He was bought as a forward and ended up playing in defence, didn't he? Yeah. He,
0: Gale, I mean, Gale had a shock. They brought him from Rangers and he, he went up front. And Luca just have him and then one day he trained me and him play centre half together. I think it was a, on a training day we played centre half together. And then obviously, then uh, Luca got the sack, and then Ray took over and said, "We better play you two together." But nobody else. she was injured, we won't got Dice in unit that time. Some. Else was in and he wasn't playing very well. So me and Gailey played together. And Gailey, I still speak to Gailey every now and then. I think I had to talk him through it. He was like, I'm just going to go, where are you going, Gailey? I'm just pushing up front. I said, Listen, we bought you as a forward. You didn't want to go up there when you were playing there. Get your ass back. Um, but yeah, he did a great job because he was, he was natural left sided. Paul Robinson was excellent from that year. Robbo was a top player and, yeah. and ended up having a, having a good career. Paul Robinson. He was a good player. Some of the funniest things I've seen at that football club, Robbo was a part of a good. Character, yeah, uh, liked a night out with the boys, yeah. But he, he absolutely loved the football club because obviously he, that was his first football club and he, he showed a lot of support to it.
1: Lovely, I love Robbo. And Richard Short, yeah. short tells stories about him as well, being yeah. a bit crackers. of a madman, yeah. Yeah, mad. he said that he said... Seen,
0: you wouldn't think it. he's mad as an atom, unbelievable.
1: His words were he's an absolute madman, wasn't it? that's mad-man. what, that's what yeah. Richard yes. Short said, <laughs> yeah.
0: He was, he was he was crackers, but good character with it, yeah. yeah, yeah. He, really he used good. to
3: grab his nuts when he was on that's the mic, he said, yeah. yeah. He'd be he doing to, used to grab short his nuts. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Honestly, some of the stuff I used to do was crackers, but he, he was good with it. He was good fun with it. It was all done in the right right way and some good humour.
1: And one also. thing you could say about Robbo as a fan, he was committed. I mean, Oof. the yellow cards and the tackles and everything yeah. else. He, yeah, he's just... yeah
0: he, he, didn't mean, he didn't mind being half an hour late for a tackle, Robbo, did he? Did
3: he? <laughs> he did no, not, no. No, no, no. no. <laughs> in fact, that was what you kind of expected. You went, oh, he just sort oh, of winks for the oh, player, didn't you? Yeah. He
0: had <laughs> a he's going in the rosette. Yes. I'm going into him, yeah. yeah. I'll pick him up later on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
3: Speaking of, it kind of brings me on to, to something that's just coming to mind, and you mentioned him there. Um, Daishi, you, you've been in the management game. Sean, to be fair to him, never got a crack at Watford, and, and it's still something that is. Debatable, really, with the with fans at the moment. You know, should should the the clubber have stuck stuck with him? What what was he like as a character? And, and you know, from a management point of view, obviously he's had a cracking career both as a player and, and what he's done at the, at Burnley. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it goes without saying for me. And I know he will always be questioned, or they play a certain type of football. But Jesus Christ, the regular Premier League yeah. team now and and played yeah. in Europe. It's incredible.
0: What what, what was what was Dicey like? <laughs> Daishi is what you see, what he does his interviews, exactly yeah. how it is. He's a hundred miles an hour with everything. His voice is as croaky as they come. He's, he's, if, it's, if it's minus if it's 10, he's still got a sweat on. He's one of them <laughs> boys. He's, what, he's always got a dab on. But he's brilliant. He was a bit old school when he came in because we were starting to play a little bit and he just kicked one out of play. I said, Daishi, what are you doing? He said, they can't score from them. I said, neither can we, Daishi. <laughs> <laughs> I get a clean. I get a clean sheet bonus. I don't mm-hmm. mind about scoring. Went, All right, so he was one of them. Good characters enjoyed the game. Enjoyed to defend, but a, you will not believe what a funny character he was. Yeah. But he was. Hundred miles an hour in everything he said. Everything was he got if he was in an argument, he'd still ring you on the way home and we carry on with it. <laughs> alone. He's one of them, oh, but fantastic. Good have done a brilliant job for yeah. me personally. How he's not got a top job, I will never know. He, he does well in the Premiership, and yeah. he says he plays a certain way. I think all teams play a certain way. Mm. I think if he got better players and they played that way, and he got them to play that way, I'm sure an Everton, a Tottenham, I'm not sure he's going to get a big four job unless he does well there. I'm sure he should have got one on job by now. If he wouldn't have been English, he'd have had one on job by now. Personally, yeah, sorry, my my, and my I, opinion,
3: and I I. I, I could- Completely concur with that. I think if um, you know you look at Newcastle now, they've they've brought in Eddie Howe purely based on the fact that he's deemed to play in a certain way, an attractive yeah. way. Whereas yeah. someone like Sean Dyche, if he got hold of that Newcastle side and some money behind him as well, yeah. they could really kick on. And Eddie
0: Howe went into Burnley and struggled, didn't he? Really yeah. struggled. And yeah, then Dyche went in and turned it around. Yeah. It's, it's so yeah. it is. I I would have I would have sought these big jobs that I was going about. Obviously with a Tottenham one. I was. I know the fans wouldn't have been happy the The way he gets his team set up with better players and the Newcastle I think it would have been a joy for everybody and I'm not sure a manager or a TV pundit would be out there and say no he deserves a chance there would have been there'd be no negativity about it
3: I still look back at it now and think do you know what I, would, I wish he'd been given a chance mm. at the end of the day the other argument is he probably would have only lasted the year anyway <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. we, we yeah. change managers like I change pants it's just exactly. Like, it's, but, but, it's, yeah, it's crazy yeah. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Right, I've just got a couple more left because I know you've given up loads of your time so I just want to quickly get through these. You played as both a right back and a centre-back and also, pretty sure, you played as a central midfielder on occasions, not necessarily Watford. What position was your favourite to play and why? It's
0: quite strange because I made my league debut as a number 10. I thought my debut Halifax away um, was a number 10 and then I went to Aston Villa and I played every position for Aston Villa, even in goal. Really? So I played every position. I played centre forward, left back, there. So I, I wasn't sure what position was my best. And then I ended up going to Middlesbrough as a right back. I played against Man United on the TV. and Brian I, Robson. I, and I remember then...
3: play, watching you against Arsenal
0: on Sky at Highbury, mm. and I'm sure yeah. you were right back that day. You right. actually
3: had a you had a really good game. Yeah. Really good I game.
0: Had, on my legs. I wasn't the quickest. I could run all day, but I wasn't the quickest. I I always wanted to be a centre out but my old manager used to say to me, Richard Money, who, who was from the other club that nobody speaks about in Watford. That, that, yes, yeah, well, I'll just say it that way. I, I got away with that, didn't I? You did. Um, <laughs> well he, remembered. He said to me, you'll never be a centre back. if you don't edit. I went, I don't have to edit. That's why Daishi's in the team to edit. I'm not in there to edit. Let Daishi <laughs> edit and let me drop off. And that's what I used to do.
1: So you, your, your preferred position then was right back, was it?
0: I, I preferred. I signed for Watford as a centre back. Right. So you and preferred that, that was, I was your play. Hmm. But yeah. Gret- Graham Telly never played me there. It was only Luke who started playing me there. You scored. Am I right that so you scored twenty goals for Watford? I got ten in one season. Yeah, which is incredible. Yeah. Bearing in mind, yeah. I was it, out of contract that season as well, so there must be some on it. There, sorry, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I better,
3: better raise me game. Is there? Is there yeah. a goal that the, the, a goal that stands out for you while you are in the, the yellow? One that you can I remember? Think, yeah,
0: I, I think the goal I I, I scored against Birmingham obviously been an ex-Villa player on the TV early on the header ben from the far post yeah. I remember Graham Telly going mad at me where you're going I end up playing left wing I was playing right back and scoring a header um, <laughs> and it would have been a goal of the game but Dominic Foley scores a wonder goal of the second one well, if I remember rightly Dominic Foley gets on his left but Ben's in top corner but from that's 30 the, yards yeah. Yes. So, yes. Um, yeah, that one brings the bell. I think the two against QPR, two winners against QPR, um, was special. I scored two that game. So, yeah, they were two special ones at home, scoring twice. was always good.
3: And then, right, last question. This is, um again, kind of falls into the management side of it. You played under four managers at Watford, uh, Graham Taylor, Viali, Ray Lewington and A.D. Bufoyd Is there anything that you've taken from those managers, or to be fair, any managers that you've kind of played under and, and, and put it into your own management style?
0: I think what I started to do when I came to... 26, 27 I always wanted to manage I thought there's something I always wanted to manage my own talent team that's what I always wanted to do I just took bits of people and got ooh I'll use that ooh, I won't use that and that's what I've done really you, you, you have to spin plates as a manager because you've got that much to do you, you're dealing with everything but I took a lot of I took a bit of everybody I think that's what you have to do you have to learn mm. and you can't go into this game as, as a young manager saying say I'm going to do it my way because what is your way At the end of the day you've got to put the ball in the back of the net that's the winning way and we all do it different we either play like, like Sean Dice, he says he's a long ball merchant, or Sam Allardyce is a long ball merchant. Are we going to play the Pep Guardiola way? at The end of the day, you've got to put the ball in the back of the net. Sometimes, however, it goes in, people worry about it. Let them get on with it. But not yeah. quite
1: like Dave Jones with "Off you go." I've not given you
3: yeah, any... not Dave
0: Jones. Yeah, <laughs> be, we, be, we free that that be free year, spirits. Be free
3: spirits and
0: play where you <laughs> want. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a bit strange. That was, but he mm. had a good career, did well. Dave, he did. Did yeah, him. he did. Yeah, he um, did yeah. really well at Cardiff, and just missed out a few ta- few times, and then Malky came in and did, and got him promoted. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. It, it, it's the way it is you Just it's just a bit of luck at the time you need your centre forwards to get 25 goals either to keep you in the league or 20 goals now to keep you in the league or get you to the top of the table and, and that's what it's all about really them centre forwards doing the doing the, the games doing for the you job.
3: Very quickly like when you're at Scunthorpe and so, so forth obviously you know you inherit certain players what happens with you know when do you have players in mind that you have scouted or that, that you know of or do you go well, out and watch games how, how does it kind of work at that well, level? Well
0: because yeah I, I was watching games and, and I did a lot of scouting at Wimbledon and other went to Knox County I always watch players and we always do our own recruitment and you, you try and do it financially so it's difficult when the players you, to be honest with you when you get to the lower leagues you're dealing with 20, 30 pounds not a yeah. thousand that sort of thing so I can give him an extra 30 quid if I can get 20 quid off him He's one of them so you have to do your right but as you say it's the hardest game in football is recruitment it's the biggest thing that needs to, to happen in a football club if you get your recruitment right or the manager gets it, you've got a chance if you get it wrong the chairman's on your back straight away supporters mm. are on your back social media is on your back mm, and yeah. as soon as social media is on your back you've got no chance of it yeah no. i mean
3: that that's another thing isn't it because i mean even when you're at scum because again saying that you know i used to watch from afar and it used to come up on my twitter feed you know you're doing interviews on scum yeah. twitter page and stuff like that mm, and yeah. it's kind of that bit where i guess from your point of view you know what's going on behind those doors like you yeah. know if there's a show going on yeah. in that dressing room and yeah. you've got to portray that exactly. yeah. you know that it, we're all right we're all in this together and it you know very much at Watford not yeah. just so much at the moment but I kind of think we the, the fans see through it horrendously yeah. at, at Watford mm, and, it, yeah. and sometimes you just want somebody to go out and go this is it's not good enough and we're... we're. Exactly
0: and and, and and sometimes you have to be honest I think Nige Pearson was one of the... I, I came to a game when Nigel was manager um, I did an interview with him I think it was a Man United game did they win 3-0 was it? Or, yeah I, when the goalkeeper had a... Had a, had a mare and yeah so and, saw, saw, slipped it for his yeah,
3: fingers, yeah
0: that's right so I was a friend of Nige's who played with Nigel uh, Middlesbrough and I was got on well with him and they asked me to come an interview and, and and Nige did say and he said oh, I've got some about <laughs> <back> there <laughs> I've got some (laughs) players. I've got some good players. I've got some players, and that is my problem. And I thought fair play to him. And he was doing. He was only. He was only talking to me. Yeah, but the honesty of the bloke, and maybe that's why he lost his job because he was too honest and people didn't like it. Yeah, we're not quite sure what happened. From a a fan's
3: point of view. Everybody was with was with Nigel Pearson, and yes. I, I I was lucky, fortunate, and what a player he was as well. I was fortunate enough to, to speak to him. That they did a little thing where he they invited us down to the ground to kind of meet him, and he and it, mm. he was so look. Mm. We're in a situation. We're all in it together. Go, it, it, or bust, it goes two ways, yeah. you know. There's definitely, yeah. there's no, no, you know, putting sugar coat in it or anything. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and, I, and I think he got, he got a, a huge amount of respect to, at, at Watford from the fans yeah. um, and, and and what he did. You know, some of the results, you know, beating mm. Klopp and yeah. Man United, he, he yeah. was superb. And it, again, real by our board again, I I think that he lost his job with three games to go, and there was all yeah. sorts rumours that why he lost his job and
0: Yeah, I think there was a lot of rumours about falling out of the centre forwards, which probably nice did, but that happens yeah. never yeah. just that yeah. happens when your first game of the season but, it doesn't matter uh, when it happens. That's your role as a manager, isn't it? That's your role to go, excuse me, you're a striker, yeah. you're not scoring. Exactly. Well, you know, I can help you. You're you not know, gonna and... get in the box, you've got no chance. And, and you say, some of these managers, and I and I've worked with some managers, they tell you in a way, some of these men say, Oh, you, you do it my way as you don't do it that's what you have to do and, and as you say players will always think they're right but the manager, the book should always end with the manager Hi this is Benjamin Bloom you're listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast
1: Neil thank you very much for joining us on the podcast it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you thank you
0: much gents really enjoyed it
3: on a, on a personal note I know Justin will, um, will, will be on this Thank you for saving our club. I know you're underpinning it, but thank you for saving our club. Thank you for wearing the yellow and being the player that you were. And also, thank you for spending the time with us. I've only spent an hour and a bit with you, but what a top, top, top guy you are. And uh, and you deserve an excellent job in the in the, in the highest possible position that you can get, mate. All the best.
0: Thank you very much. Appreciate that.
3: Thank you, top Neil. man. Cheers, Cheers mate. mate.